The following podcast may be explicit. Shedcast presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Welcome to the first adventure podcast for our Dungeon World campaign, Perils of Paradisi. Adventures from the Shed is proud to bring you this new series of actual play podcasts. Sit down with Kurt, Mike, Joe, and special guest Chris, and enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from the Shed. You can find us at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Also find us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, Google Communities. We're all over the place. We're making a mess of the internet. <laughs> welcome back. I am Joe and I'm the Game Master for this Dungeon World campaign, our first official actual play session. And today uh, we're going to have Kurt playing the Druid, our special guest Chris playing the bard and our normal mic guy playing the wizard let's <laughs> go around the table guy. and say hi say <laughs> who, old mike say who your character is and then we'll get we'll get right into the episode go ahead kurt hey y'all this is kurt schumacher i am playing shadrock the druid hey everybody this is chris and i'm playing aglanor the bard and this is mike robertson playing snickerfrist bombus the Wizard. Fritz. Fritz. Our lad Fritz the wizard. Although I'm sure he's neither Italian or Irish or Scottish. I wasn't sure what that was. Uh, it was yeah. all of them together. <laughs> European. Yes. I think he covered <laughs> about European. all of it. <laughs> yeah, I covered the greater part of Europe with that. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit about what uh, Shady or Shadrock uh, is up to nowadays as well as Fritz. But well, let's go ahead, Kurt. Go ahead. You kick us off. Excellent. So... If you want more or less backstory, let me know. But right now, as we enter the world, Shadrock is uh, literally running wild in the Doshet Rise, which are mountains uh, north of an island with the capital of Kingsbury, which I'm sure we'll hear more about. But I th- uh, these are high, towering, jagged mountains. Um, Shadrock has been up there for probably two years Uh it was approximately two, two and a half years ago that he developed the beginnings of a, a strange and unusual bond with nature that um, literally healed a lameness that he had in his youth. Um, the short version of where he came from is that he was a very crippled youth uh, with a mangled leg and was um, very lonely, isolated, mocked by his peers and many of the grown-ups in uh, the town of Socus where he was a, a young lad. Um, had a lonely, difficult childhood, but then uh, at the age of 18 or 19 uh, was in the woods and something that he still doesn't understand happened to him uh, and a connection to some mystical natural element. literally it's puberty. but literally began healing him to the point where now he is disabled no more Um, you would never know that he was the child he was he's strong and fit but he is up in the mountains uh, learning how to utilize primarily his main what to him is essentially a superpower of being able to change shape so he is running around for days and weeks on end as a wolf and then trying out what it's like to be a bear and then uh uh, to a fly gopher. like an eagle, and uh, <laughs> so he is. I think of as a, a bubbling uh, older teenager or young twenty-something, uh, kind of just going crazy, learning about who he has become. So, with that, let me ask you a couple questions to go along with it. Um, first, if somebody were to find you in your retreat, in your mountainous forest retreat, forest this this thing, I'll make up words as we go. Uh, <laughs> if someone were to find you, what do they find? I mean, you're human, right? 
I am human, yes. And you're not in an animal form. What do, they, what do they see? Right. So um, I'm actually a very fit um, <laughs> sounds odd to say about my myself, but my character is fit, uh, muscular at this point, um, relatively attractive by conventional standards, but very, very, very much rooted in nature with very minimal civilized element at this point. I'm literally to the extent that I ever settle down, it's in a cave. Um, you know, I don't have a hut. I don't have a building. I have literally a cave in a mountainside with fire and hides, and that's where I'm comfortable and happy. I haven't spoken to a human in a year and a half to two years. I have no intention of doing so. Um, at this point, I'm not overtly hostile to them. I'm just not interested in them. I'm fully focused on where I am and learning what uh, – one, on learning how to use this power that I seem to have, and two, trying to um, – I'm not progressing on this path, but I'm interested in finding out where the healing and where the power that has affected me is coming from because I don't understand it. Cool. And, and three, trying to get lice out of your hair. Three, trying to get lice <laughs> out of my hair. <laughs> Whatever cave you set up camp in, what is the smell in that cave? Well, it's interesting. So uh, the cave itself is, to the extent that one would be, is very fresh. I mean, we are up in my understanding of where where I am at this point is um, this is not uh, the foothills where you would take your family for a hike. This is jagged, um, sharp, mountainous peaks, but it's very fresh. It's crisp air. And then um, uh, the, <laughs> the, some, as part of this healing process, I seem to have this weird trait that I've developed, which I never had in my youth, but that at all times my skin or my sweat or whatever – uh, my essence gives off a, a subtle uh, scent of pine. And so uh -huh. around me, yeah, if there were anyone there to notice it, they would notice that it smells like a, like a fresh pine forest. You smell like beef it. and cheese. You don't <laughs> smell like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh -huh. I don't know if that's what you're getting at, but that's what yeah, it would smell like. That's the idea. All right. So, is there anything else at this point you want to know? I, th I think that's what uh, a decent setup of where um, Shady Shadrock might be found. Okay. And what he might be doing at the time. Fritzy is also running wild, but in a totally different way. <laughs> As, uh, <laughs> since he has become the wizard, he he has taken the capital of Kingsbury by storm, and uh, no fair lady is is uh, against his his very high charisma. Uh, he he pretty Charm much person is a powerful spell. He pretty much <laughs> just hops from from one party to another and uh and one lady's bedroom to another and and it it causes several problems but for the most part he's really really enjoying himself and uh living living the high life sort of avoiding the uh the notices from his elders back in Roa that he should be out uh saving the world and he's not he's really just uh just living it, blow. Up. living it up <laughs> now when you say it has caused some problems what do you mean by that like uh there's there's always that that adventurer husband that it comes back in the middle okay. <laughs> and uh so his, wife, his wife has somehow had three you. children <laughs> yeah he doesn't discriminate against married women no, no. Oh, that's good. He, he's an equal opportunity lover. All right. And where would he be found on any given day? At, at a specific party or at some specific woman's home in the morning, in the bed? Well, um, I would think for most days he'd, he'd hang out at, 
at his favorite local watering hole, which yeah. I'm going to say is... Um, oh, he's going to give a name. The Spanked Pony. The Spanked <laughs> Pony. The Sparkle Pony. The Sparkle Pony. <laughs> Jeez, I, no, I can't think Pressure's of anything on, else. Mike. Pressure's <laughs> on, Mike. Now we're going to have to go with the now, sparkle pony. When, you, when, you're, when you're trying to describe a place now, are you talking about like a seedy place where you pick up, you know, low-life women? Or are you really upscale? You're no, looking at a nice I dance mean, club. I mean, the frazzled thing. mermaid? The, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Right, we'll do that. Um, frazzled mermaid is near the docks. But um, I would say that the frazzled mermaid is probably not where he goes to pick up the women. Like, that's just where he goes to sort of hang out like he's, He's friends with the bartender. Okay. He 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 uh, knows all the people. He gets free drinks there. But uh, but That's when where he, he goes, decompresses, yeah, he, he goes <laughs> out at night. He he looks real sharp, and he goes and hits up all the hot spots. All right. So he, the the frazzled mermaid is his hangover place. Yeah, there yeah. He's always on the list at the other places. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's interesting that he's such a womanizer because uh, his physical appearance might not lead us, to believe, lead us to believe that he's the stud that he is. Is that correct? Well, I mean, even though he is out of shape, uh, he's still fairly attractive. I would th- say he's, he's gener- the women generally find him attractive. He likes it when they call him Big Papa. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, he can he can really uh, overcome being so out of shape by really talking it up. So uh, he can. Yeah. I, I was thinking that it, uh, while he was describing it, you know, I'm picturing in, in my head this overweight slob in a leather coat with a top hat. What's mm, that? Yeah. But clearly, he's able to pull off the look. Well, yeah. you know, he's more distinguished in his outfit instead of out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, I I pictured that as how the world reacts to Fritzy. Um, now is Fritzy a general name that you would be known by, or do people know you by your full name or something else? I would think that you they would, would never get a girl with that name. No, it has to be Fritzy. <laughs> they'd probably all call him Fritzy. Okay. So if somebody's out looking for you, they're looking for Fritzy. Yes. Because nobody's going to know who you're talking about if you say Snickle Fritz Bombus. No, that, that's a serious name. Okay. <laughs> oh. That's right. a serious oh, name. Fr- oh, Fritzy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm a bomb ass. So Th- this Chris, should be pretty interesting because I am not. Uh, suave in the slightest so. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna have to do some fantasy work here it, it, should, it could just be one of those where you know in real life you see the pretty girls with the idiot guys uh-huh. and you could just be the idiot guy uh-huh. and you're picking up all the pretty girls and no one knows why yeah right? yeah um you know, what's she doing with it's that a, loser it's a charm spell <laughs> <laughs> when do you as a technicality when do you actually get that is it i got a, it that's it's one of my first, first level, level spell? spell oh okay so i thought it was so later yeah it's 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 I the dungeon world equivalent of putting a roofie in their drink. <laughs> yes, it's a magical roofie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a forget spell in there too, just in case? Well, there is a advanced uh, move later that they don't remember. I, I think you need that now. <laughs> yes, if because not, you're going to need to get out a jail spell. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things with the charm spell is that they know they've been charmed, right? Yes, yeah. I think so. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, so Chris Aglanor. Mm-hmm. Who is he going to go after first? Aglanor is going to go after Shadrock first. Okay. 
So uh, uh, I'll set it up a little bit, and you, you sure. pick it up from there. So um, Shadrock is out frolicking as a wolf, perhaps, uh, leaving that trail of pine scent behind him. Other wolves uh, probably don't even want to sniff your butt because you don't, <laughs> you don't quite smell right. <laughs> right? It's extra piney there. <laughs> yeah. we're, going, we're going to the butt already. I like right. it. <laughs> uh, just with the nose. <laughs> we're starting easy. Easy, yeah. easing in today. Um, and so... Uh, for the for the sake of getting through an adventure uh, quickly, again, for the podcast purpose, for the entertainment purpose, we're going to skip over a lot of travel, unless it seems fun at the time. Um, we are going to just start with, uh, Aglinor has found his way to the Druid, and know, knows where to find Shadrach. Uh, and you're approaching his area, and what's Shadrach doing right now? Right now, I'm actually at the front edge of my cave i've got a uh sun is starting to go down i've got a fire built and i am uh although it may seem counterintuitive but i'm uh roasting some meat why not in maybe human, it's for one of your form. yeah maybe it's for one of your bear friends Could are be. you roasting human meat in a bear form <laughs> i'm not <laughs> so, small game so i just want to know what i'm about to yeah. walk into yeah. i've got a rabbit maybe some coyote on there okay so aglanor go ahead and take it from there all right, so um, you are actually at your cave right now. If that's right. good for everyone. Okay, yeah, just, kind of at the sure. cave opening. Like, yep. there's, the, there's a cave, there's a little bit of a ledge, and then a drop-off. I wouldn't say a cliff would be an overstatement, but it's a drop-off. And so I'm just outside the front edge of my cave where I built a fire. If okay. I were in the cave, it would be smoking it up. Gotcha. All right, so um, Aglinor, I will walk out of the woods to where you can see me, and I'll just make a comment saying, uh, well, that smells, that smells very good. Care if I sit down? <laughs> Long pause. Long silence. not pause. Heard. First human I have seen yeah. in two years. Technically, he's an elf, but close uh, enough, right? That's right, an elf. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not sure yet whether I mind. Okay. So I'm just going to approach the fire, sit down, and start warming my hands. And <laughs> you know. So, how have things been, Shadrach? How have things uh. been? Think- <laughs> Who are you, and why are you here? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. My name's Aglinor, and uh, I'm here to check, just check in on you. You've been missing for quite some time. People are, people are starting to talk and wonder about you. Aglinor. I thought, I thought I'd check in on you. Aglinor, here. I know that name. Yeah, many people do. Do you? I like this. You're going to start right off with a spout lore. Go for it. There you go. With a spout lore? So, yeah, all right, yeah. so what do I do? So now let me, let me, because we're starting up, let me give you the description of why this happened. Okay. Um, your, as your character, you just said, I know something. And we're going to see what it is that you know. Okay. And that's going to be based on a spout lore. If you look at your basic move sheet, it's yes. the opposite side of that. Right. And look at the spout lore. So you're consulting your knowledge of Aglinor. Right. And you're going to roll plus intelligence, and we're going to see what you actually know and see if it's true. All right. So 2d6. 2d6. Add your intelligence modifier, which is a big whopping... zero. So I rolled a seven. Okay, so now what does it tell you on a seven? What does it tell me on a seven? It says, on a seven to nine, the GM will only tell you something interesting. Mm -hmm. It's on you to make it useful. The GM might ask you, how do you know this? Tell them the truth now. And that's what we're going to do. So what you know about the name Aglinor is that Aglinor is said to be hundreds of years old. And what you have 
sitting across the fire from you now is an elf that doesn't look any older than, say, 30 or 40 elf years. And how do you know... Hundreds of years old. How, how, how do you know that? How do you know of a, an Aglanor, a fabled name Aglanor being hundreds of years old? So in my youth, you know, I lived in, I lived in grew, grew up in the town of Sokus, which is a fairly good-sized town with regular trade to the capital, um, what we would all consider civilized. And I knew what children would know, uh, and Aglanor was certainly a name that um, was spoken of as uh, really a myth or a legend that we so weren't So kind sure. of a bedtime story, fairy tale type of thing? Exactly. Okay. Cool. Exactly. So I certainly don't know any more than that, but it is a name that I recognize, and uh, I think it's fair to say I'm wary. Of, I would tell you that I'm <laughs> wary of people to begin with and more wary of one who calls himself by that name. So yeah. I'll ask again, uh, and I don't necessarily – and he would be saying – I would be saying yeah. this. I'm, uh, so I'll ask again, and I don't necessarily mean to be hostile, but why are you here? Well, again, I'm I, I'm acting very casual about mm-hmm. the whole thing, like like I've known him for years. Of course, um, I'll say, well, again, I'm I'm here to check on you, and I'll start like, you know, checking the meat on and making making sure it's cooked properly, like mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a piece off or something, and saying, people, I've been wondering where you've been for so long and and why you disappeared. Mm-hmm. I thought I I just thought I'd come and see how you're doing. Well, people didn't wonder about me very much when I lived with them. They were generally unkind and cruel to me and uh things have changed now and i found a place where i'm very much at home and i think they might miss you because they haven't found anyone else they could bully as much <laughs> so uh, <laughs> right? the, the, the next person up on the chain could fight back maybe so yeah. uh but i'm uh i'm very very happy here and uh learning these mountains and learning the ways of the wild good good yes people in my experience are often more cruel than not but uh I have a question for you. How 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 much do you like living up here in this forest, in these mountains, and and just in nature? Is it something you're becoming accustomed to and and really learning to love? I yes, I'm much more comfortable here than I've ever been anywhere else. Though there were certain things, certainly things that I do miss about home, um, but it was not a kind place to me, uh, and here. Those with whom I spend time are much more giving and selfless. Well, good. I'm glad you said that because I feel like um, me and you have some common ground to discuss. I've heard – I've seen signs and rumors of uh, – uh, 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 and heard rumors of something something happening in this world. And lo and behold, it starts with nature. Um, there is – there's someone I've had experience with in the past, very powerful, and has been long forgotten. Um, and this entity is beginning to show his head again in these lands. And here where he's beginning to show his head is in nature right now. Um, <clears throat> would this be something you'd be interested in learning more about, or do you tend to not care about those sorts of things? Uh, I would certainly want to hear more of that which you speak. Okay. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> the entity I'm speaking about, tell me, does the name... Uh, Hizara mean anything to you? It does not. Okay. Should it? It should. Well, it depends on on what stories you believe. Um, If you believe me, it definitely should mean something to you. He's actually an old forgotten god that people just – he's fallen into legend a lot like myself. Um, 
I like that touch. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> Who's that? Who's, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the another guy. It's the god. Yeah. It's the Joe God. There you go. Um, so, but this God, he is evil, and I'm beginning to see signs of him returning to make himself known again. And the reason I'm approaching you is I see the signs first, as usual, as I have in the past. He always starts in nature. So things I have seen are, are I've come across in forests, battlefields between animals, like um, just a field of dead wolves on one side and dead bears on another. Um, I've come across swamps, well, not just swamps, but mountains and forests where decay is just the norm. Everything is dead, and it's, it's unnatural. You know, there's no, there's no sign that you can see as to why uh, everything there is killed. But it is. And these, and I'm seeing these more and more, and, it's, and I get the feeling it's... I've even seen them in, in these mountains here that we're in. And these things are spreading more and more. And I need somebody who can help me put a stop to this before it, before it becomes a much bigger problem. I've not seen that directly here, but if that is something that could threaten the mountains where I am and the creatures that I love, I would certainly have to consider consider joining with you. Okay. Well, it it, it definitely will threaten. It eventually unchecked. This will threaten everything and everyone in the world. Um, and I'm I coming don't do to- very well with people though. Well, or elves, just so you know. Okay, okay. Well, uh, that's understandable. <laughs> we can work with that, as long as you understand that the things you do care about are going to be affected, and you keep that as your focus. Then I think I think we'll manage okay. Um, and I'm coming to you mainly because, actually, I want to uh, ask you ask you a very uh, frank question. Ooh. Um, I want to ask you, how do you see yourself right now? As 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 in as you exist, what are your feelings on yourself and your own abilities? I'm confused. Okay, <laughs> say <That's> true. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. You get to ask me one yeah. um, When I why I'm here, I wouldn't just approach anyone. Being Aglanor, I just I just don't pop my head up down everywhere, as you probably know. I see a lot of power in you, and I've known this since you were small. And I want to know if you see that same. That same have that same view of yourself, or if uh, because if you don't, then you, this is a mission where you could be easily killed if you don't have the confidence to be able to face the things you're going to have to face. I'm certainly far more confident than I was the last several years. I've been growing a bit stronger, objectively strong. I feel powerful, but I'm confused because that's not who I still think of myself as being in my mind. We're all formed by our childhood and our adolescence, and mine was difficult and lonely and hard, and I was weak and tormented, and I don't know that that will ever go away. Um, objectively, I know that that's not who I am now, and that I'm a totally different person because of whatever has been happening to me, but in my mind, that hurt, weakened boy is not gone. Okay. Well, good enough. Um, and just so you know, Joe... Yeah. Uh, I'm using uh, one of my starting moves, charming and open, mm-hmm. is what is what I was referencing there. If I ask a frank question, the player I'm asking has to answer me honestly. Mm-hmm. But the trade is now he gets to ask me one of these questions, and I have to answer him honestly. Yeah, and, and just as a, a 
measure of note here that it says ask their player a question mm -hmm. technically for that move i am a player the gm oh, okay. is a player okay. so that you can ask of anything that could speak so it could back be an to NC, you. mp yes. or something like that yeah, okay. so it's kind of misleading when it says player but mm -hmm. yeah when, when i was wondering that yeah. so essentially you're speaking with someone and then whoever is playing that someone answers the question so that would be me for any npc okay Okay. And I have to pick one of these. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. And you can kind of massage the question a little bit, but it needs to stay at that Yeah, route, like right? I did. Like, I wanted to ask you about you, but so I, this thing that says, what are you really feeling right now? Right. Well, I just broadened right. that to how do you view yourself? Right. So I'm going to use the question, which is literally written as what do you most desire, and um, ask you if what you've told me is your motive is truly your, your primary goal. Yes. Um, if you've been around as long as me, the one thing you learn to respect the most is balance. Um, you never want one side or the other to have too much sway in the world because it always leads to something bad. So, yes, what I'm telling you is the truth. I, I need to stop this, this menace before it gets out of hand and the, the balance is shifted towards the evil side. So there you go. So there it is. Now, now as, as a story note, would he... Um, mm -hmm. If, if he's going to go with me, would he actually go right now? Or am I coming back for him or what's going on? Uh, I think based on the character we know, he doesn't really have anything to pack up. Okay. Right? I, uh, think, I, think, I like no, it. No ties. Yeah, I think Shady I or Shadrock is to, ready to go. Bite a few of the animals in yeah. the area and then I can go. Okay. Well, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll be here eating coyote till you get back. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were cooking? <laughs> little coyote, little rabbit. Right. All right. So, uh, did the coyote eat the rabbit, and you're just cooking yeah, them together? Gross. Gross. It's like a different kind of a turducken. turducken. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ki rabbit. Right. So at this point, uh, Shadrach actually would go and take mm -hmm. several hours and look for um, a few of the animals with whom he had spent the most time, and uh, and strength and. and affirm the strength of his feelings for them and his bond and the hope that he will see them again but that, mm -hmm. that a duty that he doesn't fully understand calls and he need, and that you know he needs to go away for a while okay now one of the things that i would ask you because you are the druid in this game kurt um how do well, you can talk to animals so you have spirit tongue as one of your starting moves so you understand them you can talk back to them do any animals share communications like could you tell a squirrel go find my bear friend phil and tell him to come back here. Would do squirrels and bears communicate on the same level in the, our world now? You're going to determine this because you're the, you're the druid, right? Um, there's cross species communication, but at an, the level of complexity of idea that can be expressed depends on mm -hmm. their genetic aff affinity with each other. So, mm -hmm. polar bears can talk to brown bears, no problem. Polar bears can talk to squirrels, but not in complex human level dialogue. It would be more Danger, fire. Okay. You know, right. I mean, and then, so, and then so there I'm would thinking. be something in the middle where a coyote and a bear could a coyote and a bear could talk more than a squirrel and a bear. Okay. So I, I'm the reason I'm thinking that is you could you may have a favorite animal friend here and you tell them go right. gather the everybody we're going to have a final party. And in theory, what could right. happen is the like, weird starting from the top. The hmm. bear they could get a message out through linked chain where the bear tells the wolf, the wolf tells the coyote, the mm -hmm. coyote tells the rabbit, and eventually it would get out. But there's not a direct link of communication between the top end of the food chain, if you will, and the bottom end. Okay, so that's the kind of thing I would like to establish now because we yeah, yeah it was very good because okay. then we can use that as we go. Okay, 
Although so, I don't like your prejudice against squirrels. I'll just say that yeah, right now. Why do they have to be the dumb ones? <laughs> well, I would and I notice how you're like, oh, the bears can tell the coyotes, the coyotes can tell. Nobody tells the squirrels. I had yeah. a really good experience playing a shape-shifting bear at our last game for a one-shot, <laughs> and Fuzzy Buzzy the bear was a lot of fun. So Yes. I would think the squirrels up. would just talk really, really fast, like be super hyper. <laughs> They're like yeah. the Chileans of this world. <laughs> like, yeah, the bear picks out one or two words out of that. Oh, gosh, what is this guy saying? <laughs> All right, so you guys... Um, I'm going to let him know, too. Before, yeah. before we really start looking for anything, I do have to make one more stop. That's all I'll tell him. Drag him <laughs> with me to find So you guys get everything together. Um, you take the overland trip to the nearest harbor, and you take a boat, um, some kind of trade vessel, uh, over to uh, Kingsbury, where you know you will find your next acquisition uh, and at the time they arrive in Kingsbury, near the middle of the day, um, where is Fritzy going to be found? I think Fritzy would be still hanging out at the Frazzled Mermaid. Okay. <laughs> he, he he might be uh, sipping some, some coffee, trying to sober up from the day before. Yeah. Because he probably woke up bright and early at like 10 a.m. <laughs> I like to rise when the sun is nice and warm. Uh-huh. Uh, Could he find his, find his pants? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he found someone's pants. That's yeah. where that's where the long leather overcoat comes. You have to hide whoever's clothes you picked up that morning. That could be. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so you arrive there, and uh, you know, just a, a block down from the docks is the Frazzled Mermaid. You mm-hmm. know where you're going, and you find perhaps a uh, a scruffy Fritzy uh, mm-hmm. leaning over the bar, talking with the bartender. Okay, yep. sound good. Okay. All right. well, I'll tell Shadrach, I'll say, go ahead and make yourself at home, get what you'd like. Uh, I'll cover the tab, I've got to go, go talk to someone. And I'll walk over and I'll sit right down, like, uncomfortably close to you. <laughs> On his lap. And I'll be like, <laughs> Stickle Fritz Bombus, how's it going? Uh, uh, <laughs> do I owe you money? Get, 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 this, get this man a drink, what are you drinking, what are you drinking? Uh, Snicky, uh, Fritzy, right, right. Snicky Fritzy, Bombi. <laughs> Right now it's just coffee, but uh, I'll take w- whatever you're willing to give me. All right, give Irish me, it up a bit. Irish up his coffee for him, will you? How are things going for you these days? Uh, hold on a second here, Fritzy. What's the bartender's name at the Frazzled Mermaid? Um, Norman. Norman. Okay. I looked for you down at the Witch's Tit. Couldn't find you. Yeah, <laughs> it's cold down there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially this. That's time where you of find year. all the ladies. <laughs> it's really drafty in there. Um, <laughs> it's a tidbit nipply. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i hang out here all the time I, I mean it seems like you know me you should probably know where i hang out <laughs> <laughs> well fritz um i'm glad you're having a good time but don't you feel don't you and i'll kind of lean back and like you know like i'm trying to have a conversation that i'm reflecting on also like don't you ever feel like there's just more to life like there's just something else you should be doing uh, well, the elders do keep sending me these notices that I use as coasters for my drink <laughs> that uh, says that I should be out on adventures and stuff like that. But uh, really? I don't know. I, I get everything I need here. What? Have you have you tried doing any adventuring at all? Have you found anyone? Have you well, I guess searched that, anybody out? That depends on what you mean by an adventure. There's There's been several... <laughs> conquests of mine in, in Kingsbury <laughs> that I would definitely call an adventure. Well, what if I told you that I had a legitimate adventure that would get the elders off your back? That would certainly increase your reputation and would be a real 
um, real challenge to your skills. But what skills you spent so long learning to to real use, other than um, roofing chicks? Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> they all went with me. Well, when well when they pass out and you drag them, they tend to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have the strength to drag them. Nah. <laughs> it's too much. Nah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean. A, a challenge to my that sounds hard <laughs> uh, don't don't think don't think of it as as something that's hard but something that's beneficial to you it will grow your your like magic monetarily sure and your reputation will increase which means more ladies a lot easier well i do like that you know more free drinks when you go into the bars i mean come on you know you're you're a party guy you know the scene well, yeah. You want to be first in line when you get into the club? You know, the, the, the Frazzle Mermaid's jumping on a Friday night and you're in the back of the line? You want to uh, just walk by all those people and tell the bouncer, it's Fritzy, baby, and he lets you right on in? Yeah, he, he has been pushing me farther back in the line. Yeah, you see, we could take care of all that. <laughs> well, are you I, are you at least interested in the idea? I guess. Uh, where would this, would, would I have to leave Kingsbury to do this? Well, yeah, we would. As I mean, any good adventure that's going to boost your reputation is going to, it's going to require some travel, you know. So uh, there's a monastery west of here called Saint Angelique. That uh, that. Well, oh, that's like where hear. that's where it is. Or that's the city on the map where it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So just a monastery doesn't have a name. It, it does on on the sheet I gave you. I got this. It's whole the ass order backwards. order of. Okay, Tren Trenger is that how you say it? Trengar Trenger, or Trenger Trenger. Okay, we'll use that. There's a uh, monastery in the west. It's the Order of Trenger. That uh that. There's some bad things that might be starting up there. Definitely need some looking out. Mm. And, uh, of course, I'll go with you. And, uh, and I have another person, a, a third party also, that will, that will travel with us. So? All right. It, he smells this, nice. It, who's this third guy? He <laughs> smells terrific. Have you asked uh, who the first guy is yet? <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> you, just, you just accepted that I know you. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I know a lot of people. So. And he often doesn't remember. No, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. yeah. I, just, I just... Well, I mean... It's only the other side of the island. I, I, I guess we could take a little bit of a break. I mean, this is the slow season, so I, I, I guess not a lot of tourists. Nah, nah. We'll 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 head out there. I Weddings mean, are down. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, you want to roll now and find out? <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie to you. It uh, it could get it could get dangerous, but you know, any adventure could. But especially one that's going to increase your reputation and such as, as I just know it will, is going to have some danger associated with it. But I promise you, we have we have the group that can handle anything that comes our way. See, so so let me okay, let me show you something. Do you see that guy down there at the end of the bar? Do you see that guy down at the end of the bar? He's really kind of kind of weird looking. Oh, the crazy cat lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, him. Well, his name's Shadrock, and he's a druid, and he's very good at what he does. But let me just uh, go ahead and let you know. Be nice. Be nice to him. That's all I ask. Hey, it's Fritzy, baby. Hey, that's <laughs> yeah, that's Fritzy, my baby. I that's just not want to leave any stone unturned, you know. That's brisk, baby. As a side, <laughs> as a side note, the first time you cast like a lightning storm, I want to hear, it's Fritzy, baby. So why don't you uh, join us down there, and we'll, and we'll discuss where to go from here. Sure, sure. All right. So I'll tell the bartender uh-huh. to three drinks down at the end. Yeah, three so, three uh, spruced up coffees. So Norman will bring it, uh, bring the drinks over. Norman, mm. Norman, 
Uh, it's the reverse. He's Norm, and everybody else says, hi, Norm, when they walk into the bar. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'd say, uh, Shadrock, this is, this is Fritzy. Fritzy, this is Shadrock. Fritzy? Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Now That's at, pocket square. At midday, you. yeah, at midday, you're in the full outfit. Yeah? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, again, to let you know, um, I don't know, Shadrock, I don't know if we talked about this, but we're going to be traveling to a monastery west of here that's had some, some weird things going on that need to be investigated. Um, Is it the, nuns? Nuns are always sort of weird. It's, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's nuns. And don't get any ideas if it is, yeah. because Do you that's know, just not right. Yeah, does anyone know about the monastery? Does anybody uh, want to know about the monastery? I want to know about the monastery. Maybe. Yeah. I might know something. That's everybody. That's, an, that's a spout lore right there. Once he tells you about the monastery in the West, you might know about it. I have a nine. Nine. All right, so we'll start with you, Fritzy. You... Um, it rings a bell because uh, most of the best spirits and beers come into the town from the monastery to the west. And if there's some trouble going on there, you might not be able to attend the same parties that you could before. If you know mm. the the steady supply of good spirits and uh, at the very least, beers. prices are going to yeah. go up. And the Saint Angelique Stout is top. <laughs> there you oh, go. Shit. I was going to say, how do you know that? Well, you just answered it. St. Angelique Stout. Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah. That's the city, by the way, that the monastery is in. Yep. Okay. Are Did anybody else want to take a stab at some knowledge there? I rolled an eight with a zero modifier. Well, that, well that's what I'm, I'm wondering is yeah. my character, um, how much knowledge do I inherently have and what do I need to roll for? So anytime we have something that I haven't already told you, we're okay. going to roll for okay, it. Okay, great. Well, then, yeah, so, I, w- I want to... Let's start with, uh, let, well, let's move next to, sure. to Shady, Mr. Mr. Shadrock. Yes, sir. Um, the, uh, the monastery is, uh, I think, how might you know? I'm trying to think of how you might know it before I answer. But we'll do this. The, the monks, the Trenger monks of the monastery, um, you know they have taken a vow of silence and they use dwarves as their front men. And maybe that's something you learned when you were growing up, but how, how do you know that? Um, the cringer monks. Hmm. I, it, it is something I learned growing up, and it's actually something I've thought about because I've essentially had a vow of silence for two years in the forest without yeah. living with humans. So it's something, you know, having grown up in the town of um, Socus, I'm actually just across the waterway from San Angelique and Walsh. Yep. So I had heard of them and knew of them and have actually thought on them quite extensively in the abstract while in the woods. Okay. And right. Mr. Bard Eglinor, I'll see what else you might know about them. Uh, seven. All right. So the seven, another bit of information that you could use is um, the dwarves there that are the front men for the, the Order of Trenger. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, the dwarves themselves are part of a company that has presence in every city uh, on the island and every city nearby. So the trade that goes to and from the, the Order, the dwarves handle all of the work and, okay. because the monks don't talk. So the company yeah. runs the trade, basically. Yeah. And how, how would you know that? Um, I, I would know that just from my experience in, in life, just being in that part of the world as the monastery was being established, um, you know, knowing that um, 
that learning about this company and cities I've been in and wondering, well, what's going on with that? Why are okay. these dwarves se- selling St. Angelique stout? Didn't that come from a monastery? You know, what's the deal with that? And, okay. and quite frankly, just from recently, knowing that there's been trouble there, before I ever went to the two of them, mm-hmm. I would have gone there first okay. to, to at least see what we're about to walk into before I grab two innocent people and <laughs> bring them into to their death. <laughs> Okay. If you've ever had St. Angelique Stout, you would know that it is from the gods. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there is also another thing I'll mention as far as game mechanics go. So um, unlike a lot of the D20 systems, you can continue to roll against the same thing over and over as long as it's applicable to the story. So if, for example, you think your character might know more than what you just learned from that roll, you can roll again. Because one of the things that propels this game forward are the the failures, the six minuses, and the seven to nine rolls, which make something happen to let you move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, the seven to nines are giving you guys more information that may compel you to move further into the adventure. If you were to get a failure, then something just happens or is staged to happen, right? So don't think you're limited to just one roll if you think your character may know more, um, but if we get to the point where you're saying, I got to know something more than that, I may just call it and say, not at this time. Well, you don't have enough resources to gather that information right now. Yeah. But most of the time, you can just keep going with the roll because that's what propels the game forward. And I was going to say, I'd like to roll one more time because sure. I feel like um, my character would mm-hmm. hopefully have a little bit more information than the two people he's just told about this. Yep. You know? An eight. Eight. So we'll give you one more tidbit of information there. Um, uh, one of the bits of information that you've heard uh, that has propelled you forward um, as as um, uh, Aglanor and your quest, your personal one, is uh, part of the problem, part of the symptoms that have drawn you towards this monastery is that there have been uh, cases of people missing and not heard from again in the area. Okay. And just to establish, too, as a, a Joe rule, um, and again, for the sake of the podcast, most of what we say to an individual character, the first presumption is you're sharing that. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we're just going to say most things is just, call it over the table, out of character, whatever, are just shared by default. If you want to keep something just to your character, say that so the others can at least attempt to play that out. But otherwise, okay. the default position is everyone knows if everyone's here. That's good. I was just going to ask exactly yeah. that question, so that's good. Okay. So I'll, so I'll share all that information with you guys that I, that I know about that. And I'll also say, um, and uh, Fritz, you mind if I call you Fritz? Uh, uh, I guess. Or does it have I to mean, have the E at the end? Well, I, I mean. Okay, Fritzy, if you're going to be sensitive about it. the ladies say that, but uh, you, you, <laughs> okay. you can call whatever you want. All right, uh, I'll, I'll, call, I'll call you Fritzy. You don't want to. Don't want to f- offend. Um, nah, su- buddy, you couldn't offend. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect that this is being caused by uh, um, a resurgence of an old god that you may or may not have heard of. His name is Huzara. Huzara? He's a, he hasn't been active for, for a very long time. But that's who I suspect is causing all of this, and that's what we need to go find out why these people are missing and uh, see if that it's connected in any way. I am a little worried, though, because like, you sold it as a, a trip out to the monastery, mm-hmm. and now you're saying that we might have to fight some old god? They, they, yeah, they call that the bait and switch. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope we got like like eight more people out there waiting to have us. Does uh, Fritzy know anything about ancient gods? Um, he might. He he's very smart, and he's been to school and stuff. You want so. to find out? Sure. Let's try another spout lore there. No, he does not. No, hey, we've got our first, <laughs> first failure. Experience. So, so while he's Mike, smart, you rolled he's a three, religious. and your intelligence is a plus two, plus so that two. becomes a five. Now, a six minus is just a flat-out failure. What that means is the first thing you can do is mark an experience on your character sheet. Um, you get an experience every time you fail, and that helps your character move forward. And what this is actually going to do is it's going to set up something that I will be doing later. This failure isn't going to impact us right now. Um, but this is something that, that will come up soon. And now just to be clear, too, from what you said earlier, um, you, it sounded like you were saying everyone gets an experience when a failure occurs. It's only no, the player. It, correct. It's one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The person the who made the roll. Rolled the failure. Correct, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, – you're drawing a blank. Um, yeah. If yeah. it well, may be – there's I'll, a reason it's a forgotten yeah. god, I guess. Right? I'll, yeah. I'll put it to you this way. It's – this is either a, a simple problem we can deal with now or a much, much larger problem that you will have to deal with later. Well, and I know, I know this isn't necessarily your bag and your deal, but, uh, but you are w- probably the best wizard there is. That's so. what they say. That's what they say, man. I've heard it. <laughs> that's what all the girls For say. For what it's yeah. worth, this isn't my deal either, but I think it's worth checking yeah. out. Because it is going to become your problem eventually. Have I love, you? I love nature, and nature is threatened. You love beer, and beer is threatened. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that's a good yeah. way to put it. Um, is there nobody going cares to be, about the people? <laughs> <laughs> is there going to be an official introduction with you too? I mean, he they did to start, but you guys not unless he's out. curious. Uh, I mean, I thought that we were introduced. Uh, when he brought me down to the end of the bar, he I, I unless, introduced you to him. Yeah. Oh, you still don't know who uh, he is. Him. Yeah. So the the wizard and the bard still haven't. I mean, Aglanor knew who Fritzy was, but Fritzy hasn't asked back who are you. And, and, and it's not anything. Well, my point mysterious being, and personal. From my point, it's just that hey, you're going along with it. I'm trying to move it forward. Yeah. I've just forgotten to tell you who I am. <laughs> Oh. For me, the the important point is if it works the way Chris did, um, not Chris, this is Kurt, the way Kurt, Kurt. said it, um, that his character knows that name. So the same idea, if once you know who he is, if you know something about it, it'll involve another role. That's the reason I want to move that part forward. Or, yeah, in in that same respect, you, if you don't flat out ask, you could, if you wanted to roll to see if you knew who I was based on my appearance, because I'm mm-hmm. obviously... You know, if you have heard legends and stories about this person, I fit the bill. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like if, you know, you've heard about the Incredible Hulk. Well, if a di- green dude comes up to you in purple shorts, it's like, wait a second. Are you the Hulk? <laughs> and like you're all a failure. Nope, Spider-Man. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm um, Bill. I guess I'm going to roll to see if I know who you are, and then I'll ask if I do not know who okay. you are. I like that idea. Why not? Another spout lure here. Uh, that's pretty good. That's a nine. A nine. Um, this person standing before you would appear to be somebody who shouldn't exist. Um, it's Aglanor, an elf of legend who is supposedly hundreds of years old. 
So I, as I'm, I'm drinking my coffee, turn to you and I go, anyone ever tell you you look sort of like that Aglinor guy? <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time. But uh, that Aglinor guy is, is pretty old. I, I, I don't know how, I, I mean, like, I guess we're elves and stuff, man. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Man. Well, I, I guess my question would be, what do, you, what do you think? Do you think I am? Well, I, 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 you seem to think you know you you are. I seem to think I'm the wizard, the <laughs> wizard. So I, I'm gonna just let you, you be you, and I'll be me. Okay, I and like then, it. Uh, Let's go with that. Fuzzy here can be fuzzy. <laughs> fuzzy. <laughs> We're gonna be a Shady. non-judgmental party. <laughs> We're gonna be whoever you want. Right be. now, you can be yeah. whoever you want. I'm be. sure it'll get much more judgmental. Uh-huh. Just remember that when I turn into a pelican later. We'll see. We'll now, see. Now, I would say that with Fritzy recognizing and getting some kind of acknowledgement, what does Fritzy know about Aglinor? Anything else? Or just that it exists? Probably that he's just this old legend okay. of a guy. Do you know any of the legends? Probably just like, like Kurt's character that mm-hmm. um, that he it's just like stories that are told to, to kids. Okay. And... Uh, do you remember any of the stories? I'm looking for another role. I want to see where oh, we go with it. All right. Um, <laughs> let's. Well, let's see. Um, I think there was one where he was like doing something with stuff. He he like played I did a, thing, a, did a thing in that place. Played a song and like this whole group of of people laid down their arms. <laughs> their arms fell off. So that's a nine. <laughs> another nine. So. Um, one of the recurring themes of the stories as a child, uh, the bedtime stories, what have you, uh, one of the recurring themes is that um, Aglinor, through the ages, has come back over the centuries in times of need and gathered parties of adventurers to defeat a great evil. It's a recurring theme throughout uh, the, the mythological <laughs> And that's tales. funny, if you know that. And I'm sitting here telling you, eh, it's just a little problem with this god. You probably know it's a much bigger problem than I'm making it out to be. Although, I, at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm feeling pretty good because, like, those people in those stories are really cool people. And yeah. they, like, they did some big things. And they're written written down in these stories that... Yeah, so there was that there big. was that one with the great war of several armies together where it was... Uh, with the adventuring uh, party that Aglinor had assembled and his own skills, they, they convinced the parties to lay down their arms, the, the armies, uh, all f- the, the, the great war stopped and peace ensued for a century. Yeah, there's usually some, some music involved too. With oh, yeah. There's always like, uh, like a flute. songs and stuff. Yeah. I think you should be on board. I mean, dark, evil chicks usually end up being pretty hot. Yeah. Well, and easy. Yeah, they yeah, do I mean, all the, they do all the, the fun stuff. This could be a great adventure for you. But but man, they they also try to fillet the skin from your bones and man. <laughs> you, you take the good, you take the bad. Yeah. You put them together and then you have the facts <laughs> of life. The facts of life. <laughs> the facts of life. <laughs> oh man. Well, we're two, but this isn't going to do it. We'll do our best to keep you from getting filleted. Well, I appreciate that. And that's enough for me to give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's the only clause you want in your contract as an adventure. Yeah, I, I would appreciate not to be filleted. <laughs> uh... So what would um, what would you need to get ready to go on this adventure? 
What, what do you think you would want to gather in the capital of the world in Kingsbury? Uh, pretty much anything you could find is going to be here. What would you want to assemble to go on your adventure? I'm pretty sure condoms are part of adventuring gear, so don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a generic thing. Okay. When you need it, you got it. Yeah. Um, I would probably grab some some magical items, which I assume I'd keep in a little bag that I bring along, okay. just in case I need to, like, cast a spell or... or uh, What's our financial a... situation? Like, can I just go buy a plus four ring of protection? <laughs> if it existed, maybe, but it doesn't. Um, I would think that I don't have much since let, I've been let's unemployed. Take that, let's take that chance to, to talk a little bit about how that stuff works in Dungeon World. First off, your starting gear. Only a couple of the classes actually have an option to start with coins. And in Dungeon World, money is coin. There is no separation, gold, silver, whatever. Um, and typically, when we get into game mode, we use the word gold. It doesn't mean anything except a coin. All right, so keep that in mind. Uh, secondarily, magic items. There is no place to just go buy magic items. Magic items are just awesome in this world. If they show up, they'll show up as part of an adventure, as part of defeating a super bad guy, whatever it may be. But there's no shop where you can go buy a plus four ring of protection. As a matter of fact, there wouldn't be a plus four ring of protection. There would be a ring that has a move associated with it. And I've created stuff like that. I'll probably just reuse some of those in this adventure or create new stuff. Um, and when it comes to buying things, there's some basic guidelines within the book of how much things would cost. But what I would say is in order to get started on this adventure, it'd be easy, and easy enough for everybody to have the amount of rations you need and at least be able to make the trip by foot if not... Um, you know, maybe convince somebody that you can use a few horses and a cart or something. I'll leave that up to you guys how you want to play that part out. But it'll take a couple of days to get over to the monastery regardless. <clears throat> well, it turns out I can eat dirt, so I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not going to worry about getting the rations. <laughs> you can. He chooses I'm, I'm, to. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I have some rations, so okay. I, I'm good. Uh, would your character, um, oh, Shadrock, uh, would he be willing to ride a horse, or would he be against riding a horse? He would be willing and would have a nice chat with the horses they would There you go. All right. Then, then I know a guy. Horse, man. I, would, I would be willing, assuming that I can convince the horse that he would like to carry me. Can you be the horse, and we convince you to carry us? <laughs> That's a good question. I could be the horse. What, what I could be of, a horse. What kind of riding animal would fit the environment? You well, picked? I would. I would have to be a well, wild like stallion. Uh, well, well, they're domesticated. Horses are domesticated. Yeah, because you can pick domestic animals. Ah, right, because of my you, human traits. Yeah, yeah. I take the ship. Any domesticated. Animal. I'm used to the halfling druids. So I, <laughs> I can be a donkey. Keep forgetting. Okay. I mean, I mean, I do know a. Oh, guy you meant the animal down okay. the road. <laughs> Who would probably give us? Give us. We could lend. He'd lend us a couple. I mean, we're we're only going across the island. We could get the whole Little Pony connection, collection in there. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever you think's best, it's fine with me. All right. What I want to do before we wrap up this session, I want to go ahead and use this opportunity to use another one of the the uh, moves from the uh, basic move sheet on the flip side. It's the special moves. Uh, because of the impending danger, the things that we now know that there's something bad happening, um, we are going to use the move Undertake a Perilous Journey. And what that means is we, we need somebody to be the trailblazer 
and that's the person who gets you there faster or not. Then we need one person to be a scout, which is the person that um, either sees the bad thing before it shows up or not. And then the last person is the quartermaster, the person who makes sure that everybody has something to eat and drink along the way. All right, so what skills are needed for each of those? On, On the Undertake a Perilous Journey, everything is wisdom. Wisdom. Yes, all three so jobs are wisdom. I would think that as the druid, I would probably want to be the scout ahead if we're, sure. if and we're going can, through nat- anything. I mean, you can even turn into an animal and, and scout ahead. Yeah, like, what is uh, the trailblazer like a do? church mouse. What, what is the trailblazer? A trailblazer is the person who makes sure you take the fastest path. Okay, so if you if it normally takes two days to get somewhere, right. the as the trailblazer, if you roll a 10 plus, you, fail, you can like, like half the time. Yeah. If you roll to fail, you can get lost. Gotcha. I would say I should be the scout, you should be the trailblazer, and you should be the quartermaster. No, no. Trailblazer over there, oh, and yeah. I'm yeah. the quartermaster. Okay. And he's the only one, um, the druid, Shady, is the only one that doesn't have to worry about food. So he's not so right, worried about good. how the quartermaster does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, All right, so let's start with, what I like to start with is the scout. That's because uh, I want to find out if anything happens along the journey, because okay. that in itself could make it take longer. Okay, so I, my wisdom modifier on this is going to be, excuse Probably me for one moment. Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be plus two, and I'm going to roll two d6. Oh, oh no. a one, a one. All right, so Double that's a failure. One. You don't now, see shit. Plus no, two. <laughs> no matter how high your stats go, the highest modifier you can have is a plus three. So Snake Eyes always fails. Okay. Even though it's not a quote-unquote natural fail like D&D, there is nothing that gets you high enough on your own to, right. to negate two ones. That's an awesome roll, so first, statistically. Uh, on your character sheet, mark one experience. That's my first experience, right? Yeah, it's your first one. I'd put a one for level one before, but... Yeah, and then mark an experience. And then, um, because it was the scout, I will wait to see the other rolls before I say what happens there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to blaze a trail. Yeah, let's see how quickly you can get there. As it is right now, Mike, help me with... um, distance here when we were talking about that whole around the world in a year type of thing Mm -hmm. on horses how many days would you say from kingsbury to saint angelique i would say on horses you might be able to do it in i'm thinking like three days okay maybe a a little bit more than three days i I buy that because i was going to say by foot a week so i think that works just great okay so let's say let's say it's going to be three ish days okay depending on what you roll seven Seven, oh, so on a seven to nine, and I'll, I'll refer back, uh, on a seven to nine, you, you perform the role as expected. So it is going to take just over three days to get there. Okay. And lastly, the quartermaster. How much food does everyone need? Oh, man, we're good. Uh, <laughs> I got a 10. <laughs> uh, so then um, let's do this. Everybody start, except, uh, except for Shady, who doesn't need food. Um, we'll have both uh, Aglinor and Fritzy start with knowing that you're going to need uh, to get there and back. You're going to need at least seven days worth of food. Start with 10. And with that, uh, traveling three days, three and a half days, only mark off two. Okay. Because of the success of the quartermaster. So that reduces the amount of food, uh, the normal number of rations. Uh, right. And now, uh, you're about a day out and you've just camped overnight. And during that camp, um, what I want to do is say, uh, maybe you guys would set up a watch again. You know, you're in a relatively dangerous area or, you know, there is danger about, but you don't necessarily know what it is at this point. Um, 
you're going to set up camp and i want just to pick let's see each of you roll a d6 and whoever gets the highest number is going to be on watch at the time something happens me? another one okay. <laughs> all right so just using that wow. arbitrary number fritzy will be um uh on camp at, or on watch at that time and what i want to do there is since i'm picking you to be the one on watch at the time we're going to use the take watch move and roll plus wisdom and we'll see how you handle what happens because of kurt's failure all right plus wisdom puts me at nine Blows okay so with the nine uh as um as uh the night falls and it gets completely dark you're under a canopy of trees and there's hardly any moonlight coming through and it's a a dark area that you've stopped in uh the campfire's gone out and you hear uh rustling in the woods and you hear it in just enough time that you can wake the party members but you don't have enough time to react to it before um, they arrive on the camp. And as you guys are waking up, you see surrounding the camp um, at least uh, nine or ten um, human skeletons that are wearing bits of robes and stuff that are falling apart and, and bits of the uh, old flesh are falling off of the bones as they are shambling towards the camp. And that's where we're going to leave off the first episode. Oh, man. Yeah. So we're, we're stopping here with our party of Aglanor the Bard, Shady the Druid, and Fritzy the Wizard uh, being set upon by skeletons on the, uh, about a day away from the monastery in St. Angelique. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Are we doing the end of session? No, I think I'm going to do the end of session every two or three sessions. Okay. We need enough stuff to pile up. Otherwise, we'll be saying no every time and using up 10 or 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. of the podcast to do it. So we'll do the end of session every two or three, I think, is how we'll figure it. Uh, but that, that's going to conclude it for the day. Everybody want to say Catch goodbye. Catch you next Bye. week. Bye-bye. As the session closes, Aglanor, Shadrock, and Fritzy are surrounded by skeletons while on their way to the Order of Trenger Monastery. How will they deal with this menace? Will they make it to the monastery? Find out in the next episode. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Shedcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.